1: Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Do, 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 Does anyone here know the lyrics? Ruben! Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour. Taylor's version. With four additional acoustic songs. Now streaming, only on Disney+. Plus. <coughs>
0: Now come and kick it with a twister Black caddy, mac daddy With a hoe up in the backseat With a
1: 97 pin flow Got a feeling when you smoke it When I flip it to a track speed Talking about a beautiful figure Astonishing and speak mythology Body be just like a girl in love. A... What's that movie? Never mind Let me enter your atmosphere As you enter my world And let me touch that booty I can't believe that your mama that cold Her daughter got something astonishing soul? you need a model to roll. Still a player Know you got it When you climb up from the bottom To the top of the pole Plus you so I can it when I'm smacking it Just making me say what I gotta do to get with that When it come to making the brain, I can get it wet When it comes to cutting the monkey, I can get it wet yeah. You want some music, your better
0: Like
1: yeah. this, like this, like yeah. this, like this, like uh-huh. this, like this, yeah. like this, I got a airbag, Chris, say and right now, you want all the sexy ladies. Check what, up, what up? Uh-huh.
0: Talkin' give me flippin' hurricane, holla uh-huh. out. She bustin' it wide open and shakin' it on the floor. I'm finna go to the bar get some drink hit the floor. I'm finna get some drink and hit the floor. I'm finna on the floor, up and then get on the float, up and then get on the float, up and then get
1: on the, float, get on the, oh, she, on the she wanna yeah. drop it, give me traffic give me traffic give me drop it. girl, drop it, give me drop yeah, yeah,
0: drop, it, yeah,
1: yeah, drop it, give me 50, man, drop it, yeah. give me 50, drop it, give me 50, girl, drop it, give me mama right there, bad, she dropping and shaking, bad. I'm I got the dog, got more of yo ass to swallow. She shaking it by the road, yeah. popping it by the building. She know that I'm high and taxing, I dropping and give me 50. She see me with hurricane, so she dropping and do a thing. But she know when I get inside, I'm gonna fuck up her walls, man. She see me with collie ball, she see me with three feet. She know when it come to mine, she know it ain't three feet.
0: Bustin' it wide open and shaking it on the floor. i am finna go to the barn get some track and hit the floor. i am finna get on the floor, i am finna get on the floor, i am finna get on the floor, I've finna get, get on the floor. She wanna
1: drop it, give me dumping, drop it, give me trapping, Drop it, give me cabbage, gun, chop it, give me cut it, drop it, give me topping, drop it, give me trapping, drop it, give me cottage, gun, drop it, give me cut it. Mississippi putting it down I'm the hottest round I told y'all mother Y'all can't stop me now Listen to me now I'm lasting 20 rounds And if you want me Then come on get me now Cause yes. with me now yes. Then biggie biggie bounce. Yes. I know you dig the way I Switch my style Hello. Hello. People sing around yes. the people gather around yes. Let people jump around yes. Get your feet on words of Missy, Misdemeanor, Elliot. Get your freak on, folks. It is Wednesday. That means we've made it through, count it down with me, 20% is Monday, 40% is Tuesday. So this is 60%. You've, this is Happy Hump Day, you guys. We have made it to Wednesday. We always say on Wednesday, this is the point you can check out at your jobs. Just become a zombie. Just just wade through these final two days. Don't put a lot of effort in. Think your own personal thoughts. Work on you. But don't, you know, don't really be concerned with your job too much. Be concerned with listening to this podcast, you guys. And we got a great one for you today. We've got one of my heroes uh, who, who does. Okay, so you guys know by now I have varied interests, right? But something that I've always loved is hosts and TV reporters, entertainment reporters, to me, I've always looked up at them, like I like, you know, looked up to them, you know, like even like uh, us weekly writers. I mean, the, I'm not even joking. These are the people that I looked up to as a kid and Entertainment Tonight, which I, I say in the intro, you know, was the mother of all entertainment shows when I was growing up. It just really, I remember in Olathe, Kansas, what it was like... Was it 6 p.m. it would be on? 6 or 7 p.m. And I would be in front of that boob tube and just watching. And I got to talk to John Tesh, the main host of that show, for a period of time. Uh, like a year and a half ago, and it was just truly incredible because I was like, this is my youth. But this also, you know, these people are so important because they get the word of pop culture out. And we have somebody that is the best that does it in terms of housewives, I think, particularly Bryce Sander from uh, Entertainment Tonight. He truly is incredible. And I've got to say this, I mean, his... Uh, If you just want an example, I talk about this in the interview too, but just go follow this dude on Instagram. It's just Bryce Sander, B-R-I-C-E-S-A-N-D-E-R. And it is just chock full of interview after interview with everybody Bravo related. And this, I mean, just this dude knows how to do an interview, get something juicy out of it. And then also there's such a, There's such an art to this, and it's something that I know he would probably never say or admit to, but there's an art of making somebody feel comfortable enough where you can get in a question that is good enough that people are like, damn, I just got a little piece of information. Also, I think Bryce Sander does the best Andy Cohen interviews. Andy always gives Bryce, I feel like, a little something extra, a little juice, because it's, you know, I think, entertainment tonight, but also Bryce... He's just so good at what he does. I truly geek out on these people, and he is one of uh, a handful of people that I just truly look up to. So he's on the show today. We talk all the stuff he he uh, he got at BravoCon. We talk about specific interviews. We talk about the shows. Y- you couldn't meet a nicer guy. So w- you got that to look forward to. And, and I'm just going to do a couple news stories, and then we're going to get to Bryce. We're not going to—like, yesterday was a two-and-a-half-hour show, folks. Um, listen— uh, sometimes I just need to get I need to get the demons out. But today's gonna be a mellow show to get you into your Wednesday and also to have you catch up on the previous couple days of shows. Uh we had Aja from Real Girlfriends in Paris who I loved. We did the Salt Lake recap uh salt lake will be on tonight again uh i'm really curious this jen shaw you guys keep an eye on this one i'm really curious i'm really curious how this season goes like when are we gonna when does she change her plea like when does that come in the episode count if any of the salt lake producers listen please let just give me i won't let the audience know but let me know please Also, on Thursday, I will have a cast member from Winter House on the show. Winter House is currently my favorite show on Bravo. And yeah, I mean, it's a show brave enough to talk about squirting and also a man with uh, a pearl necklace in the same episode. I mean, just they're, they're doing things that no other show's doing. And we've got to always applaud that. How are you guys doing? I didn't even get to ask. I hope you're doing well um it has been a little bit of a crazier i mean it seems like every week's been crazy since the pandemic but this with my uh been uh, with my family and thank you to all the well wishes my mom successfully uh if, she, if you heard monday's episode we're we're dealing with this stupid thing. have you ever heard of this fucking cancer the uh, fuck hey by the way fuck cancer you know what I'm saying uh so we're dealing with that right now and uh so I guess it's just this hurry up and wait thing but she had another biopsy today and uh you know and it's on the liver and when you're not that my mom's old but when you are uh of a certain age you always got to worry about doing a biopsy on a liver and it turns out my mom likes to drink wine so you know then I get worried um no she wasn't drinking wine during the biopsy I'm just saying in general um but uh, I am proud to report that she is. Uh, she made it through recovery. They kept her there for I uh, don't like five hours afterwards just to watch her. And my dad drove her home nobly, and and uh, she is happy. This part is over, and then it's the ten day wait for these damn biopsies, right? Even if you you order it stat. My sister's a nurse, and uh, we had God, me and my sister had like a two and a half hour conversation. By the way, you guys, just so you know, if you're here just for Bryce. Um, you can totally skip to that interview right now. We do timestamps on this show. So I know for the new people, when I get this personal, it might be weird, but I do this and I've done this from the beginning. So uh, it just kind of helps me. And and hopefully, you know, a lot of you guys are used to it. But for those new to the show, you can skip right to the, the Bravo interview or the news stories Totally get that. You don't have to be here for this. I, I totally get this, but I just want to talk about this and get this off my chest. Not There's nothing to get off my chest, but you know what I'm saying. I just want to talk about it. Me and my sister, who, like I say, me and my sister have not been, you know, we, we've not been, you know, we've not been the closest, I would say. And it's not not that we don't love each other. it's It's very interesting, but we had like a two and a half hour conversation, just me and her. and she has my niece and nephew, of course, who I talk about a lot on the show. and we it was really nice. We got to have some alone time and talk about everything going on with Mom and everything going on with her family and everything. And it was just really it was one of those moments where I was just really appreciative even though it was a very intense conversation. Do you have those sometimes with your your family where you're just like, we are talking about some heavy shit here. But it was one of those that kind of, I don't think inspire is the right word, but it, it, there, there, there was comfort in that, and there, there's a shorthand with any of your siblings or your family, even the ones that you don't get to like hang out with all the time. That you start talking about your parents, and you start talking, you're like, oh yeah, she did that to me too, or yeah, my dad did that to me as well, and there's natural like joy and laughter in that, or there can be. And my sister, like I've always told you, is very religious. And we got kind of an, if you listen to the show, I always kind of do this. If heaven exists, what do you think it's like? What do you, do you think they have the heaven machine? Can we watch Bravo shows up and can we binge watch? And I think I'll probably talk more about this on the Patreon this weekend with Meditza. but she had a, she has a very specific view of heaven that I just found very interesting. And also just, you know, I just really kind of dug where she was coming from in terms of how she looks at life. And I just, I thought it was like, wow, man, it takes, it takes sometimes like, you know, your mom getting sick or things bad happening to actually, you know, give you that opportunity to sometimes become a little closer to somebody that you might not have. And like I said, there's no not no real huge reason why we're not close. It just, I, I, it just life is different. You know, like we, you know, I moved out to LA, she stayed in Arizona and uh, she's raised a beautiful family, but it's just very interesting. So I was very appreciative of this conversation, but I remember getting out of there last night from it and just my head was beating because it was just so much information and so much like, you know, emotion and so much all this, but it was this kind of, and I, and, and you guys, you guys would be so proud of me. I didn't even look at my phone once. I didn't. Didn't even, didn't even open Instagram, which by the way, is always sad when you get a message of like, haven't seen you online. You okay? Oh, and my sister said the nicest thing, too, about me. She said, I love your laugh. She goes, I love your laugh. I love your laugh. I love—it it, it brings joy. And I always think I have the—people weird- have made fun of my laugh. So I always think of it in that sense sometimes. Uh, but but then she scared me because she's like, I love to hear your laugh on the podcast. And I was like, no. It got slow. I'm like, no, don't listen to the podcast. Because then I was like, oh, no. She's heard me say so many cur— I, I said, so I mean, listen, I literally did 10 minutes on, you know, Meredith's foot in Seth's taint from Real Housewives of Salt Lake City last night. You don't want your family here. No, you don't, That they don't deserve that. They're just bystanders. They need to stay out. It's like, don't, no, 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 no. Uh, anyways, I wanted to share that with you guys. I like to share things with you guys when I, when I can and, and, um, I thought that was important. I don't know why I thought that was important to share, but I was like,' oh, I, I gotta i got I gotta tell the audience. i gotta I gotta tell the the folks about this. Um, okay, let's get to some uh, entertainment stories, if you will, if we will. We know, we will, and we can. by the way, I um. Somebody corrected me because yesterday I was saying how much I like to say Emily Ratajkowski, Emrata. But I guess I'm pronouncing her name wrong. And I'm trying to find the post where this nice lady, t- t- uh, this nice girl told me how to pronounce it. But where wait, it's eh, Emily. It's a rat, rataj- I, Dang it. I should have. I don't know how to mark things on Instagram, but she told me the right way to say it. And you guys, I've been saying it completely wrong. And then on top of that, I found out I've been saying Chrissy Teigen wrong. It's Chrissy Teigen. What are you, Chrissy Teigen? Did you guys know? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Uh, if a, if a Jenny Margarita wrote... I just listened to you malfunctioning while trying to pronounce Radzichowski. The Polish pronunciation is Ratajewski. Ratajewski. Radjewski. Sounds very Russian, act. Radjewski. Or, or is it Radzichowski? Anyways, this isn't really uh, any we're not really learning. <laughs> so anyways, I was pronouncing it wrong, but the then she went on to say because I said, "Oh man, I'll correct that," and she goes, "Don't worry. Just like in the case case of Chrissy Teigen, actually pronounced Teigen, the Americanized version, Ratakowski has sadly taken over. So it's actually Chrissy Teigen." I feel like th- this is this is bigger. This is bigger than QAnon. Like, where what what's what's going on? What if I told you? Would I blow your coal mining minds if I, I said Ryan Bali is my name? It's not Bailey, you guys. It's Ryan Bali. It just, we, that's just, no, it's, it's the, uh, it's the Canada way to say it. Um, so yeah, I just need, needed you guys to know that, um, today you guys, something so horrific happened and I think, you know, where I'm going with this. Uh, it is something that we thought we would never see again. I think, uh, we didn't, I mean, I really just didn't think this would happen uh, again, After the last time, but, uh, it is, it is true. (laughs) Ticketmaster bungled this Taylor Swift concert ticket thing, you guys. You got this Taylor Swift, a complete disaster. You probably thought I was going somewhere else with that. A complete disaster. This is from the Daily Mail. Devastated Taylor Swift fans are left in tears over tour ticket chaos as Ticketmaster faces furious backlash over technical issues that left customers empty-handed even after hours' long wait. Now, me being a student of the internet, I saw this firsthand with so many of my friends, so many good people out there on the Ticketmaster battlefront in front of their computer at 10 a.m. Uh one of the Los Angeles one got postponed to 3 p.m. you guys it was that like or it got postponed because Ticketmaster went down. You think we would have the technology by now to not bust when ticket when Taylor Swift goes on sale. And then you guys, you had to get verified for this pre-sale, right? So you had to you ask like may I please may I please be lucky enough to actually purchase a ticket of Taylor Swift. You had to get you had to get approval from Ticketmaster like oh two weeks ago, and then I I put my thing in. I didn't get approved. I was not one of the lucky ones. Like I gotta feel like that's being it's once again being picked last for the 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 football team. It when I was a kid, like it's getting picked last for the team. I didn't get one from Ticketmaster. All you guys were bragging about your pre sales. You know, oh, I got, I got verified, I got verified, and then all today, you guys are all complaining that you didn't even get the tickets, and you waited hours. I saw so many tears online today. It was what? It's like I said this on Instagram. I said this makes me so mad. I'm Team Jake Gyllenhaal now. I am Team. And by the way, I said that, and then my friend Carrie wrote me and goes yo, maybe rethink that meme you put up because I did Team Jake and I put Jake Gyllenhaal and Taylor Swift that picture and she goes, maybe rethink that because I once said a joke about Taylor Swift and like people, like the Swifties like came at me and like almost ruined my life. And I was like, no, 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 no. And then like, I was like, Carrie, no, no, tell. Like Carrie knows. All. I was like, no, they, they need to know that I like Taylor Swift. It's just a joke because of the ticket thing. And... So if any Swifties are mad at me for that Jake meme, just know it was in good fun and please don't destroy my life. And that I I have listened to every one of her albums and I've got a lot of her albums on vinyl. I really, I, I just, I, listen, it, this is a huge day, but it looks like she's sold out probably every show. She's announcing new shows. I mean, this truly, this girl's got a stranglehold on the music industry and I have nothing bad to say about it, but... This, I mean, it is truly wild to see somebody release banger album after banger album and have waited this long to tour. She's one of the last major artists that released so many albums during the pandemic that actually is now finally touring. I guess you could say Beyonce, but Beyonce's album just got released in the last year and Beyonce smartly. Has is giving herself a little space before she announces because we're all broke from Taylor Swift. Also, in Taylor Swift, it's just been the day of her dreams, even though I'm sure she was stressed about the Ticketmaster thing. She was nominated um, for four 2023 Grammy Awards. Uh, Swift took to Instagram Stories to celebrate the successful showing. She said she had so many reasons to lose my damn mind today. And uh, she was very excited, said she was going to go scream for 10 minutes straight, which I was like, do that on mic because you could sell that as like an album. You could sell that as like a punk album, Taylor. Um, But congratulations to her. The 2023 Grammys were announced today. Uh, She was nominated for Song of the Year, Best Music Video for All Too Well, the 10-Minute Epic Video best country song for i bet you think about me and best song written for visual media for carolina from where the crawdads sing sometimes with the grammys you guys they get so specific i don't know if you ever noticed this that i'm like what like best song written for visual media like it fe- that feels so specific it feels it feels like I think the Grammys also give out like 200 awards every Grammys, but they only let us watch like 13 of the winners. And then on like, if you read the like below the screen, they're like, earlier this evening we gave out eight billion trophies. Uh, here's the name Larry Bobby. Um, so congratulations to her. I really did like the All Too Will music video. I really did. And this was before I knew that red-haired girl from the video that plays Taylor Swift in it. I didn't even realize she was from Stranger Things because I hadn't watched Stranger Things at that point. So her and Dylan O'Brien did great in that music video that Taylor directed. So this looks to be the decade, not just the year of Taylor Swift. It- it's looking to be the decade of Taylor Swift. Uh, let's see what. But there was big Grammy sn- snubs, you guys. Uh, guess who got snubbed, and people are mad at. Nicki Minaj did not get one nomination, and fans were furious. Uh, Nicki Minaj complains about Grammy Awards category change. Uh, The U.S. rapper Nicki Minaj has hit out at the Grammy Awards for putting her hit single Super Freaky Freaky Girl in a category where it has less a chance to win. And then that sparked a war of words on Twitter between Minaj and rising rapper Lotto. I fuck, guys, I might be. Is that is it Latto? Um, I think it's Latto. But uh, I guess then they started fighting online and Minaj on Instagram said there was an agenda against her in the music industry. And she said there was a concerted effort to give newer artists things that really don't deserve over people who have been deserving for many years. The people who control a lot of things behind the scenes, they have to elevate someone that they profit off off of, so they must move the goalpost for me all the time. Minaj added, why is the goalpost only ever moved when it's Nicki? Well, I'll tell you why. They don't want the people who they have in the industry to have to go up against me. But why? If you're great, if a song is great, you should be able to put together in the same category. Now, what do you think is going to happen when they start voting on these pop categories? And it's a bunch of, you know, people white or wherever they're from, or older or whatever, and they have to decide between Nicki Minaj and Harry Styles or Nicki Minaj and Adele that's purposely designed so that Nicki, I love, by the way, even regardless of what she's saying here, you know how big of a fan I am when people refer to themselves in the third person. Uh, It is like, like I'm like, Ryan is happy when people refer to themselves in the third person. So she's like, Nicki is not in the category that you don't want any competition in. Put her in there so she has more competition and less of a chance to win. And then she referenced Lotto's song, Big Energy, Which she said had been put in the rap category. Big Energy went to number three in the U.S. pop chart and number one on the rap rundown. Nikki quote, the quote is, if Super Freaky Girl is pop, then so is Big Energy. If you move Super Freaky Girl out of rap and put it in pop, do the same thing with Big Energy. Same producers on both songs, by the way. So let's keep it fair. And then an exchange between Minaj and Lotto on Twitter quickly descended into personal acrimony. Um, we don't like the Grammys shouldn't be pitting each other, us music artists against each other. But I will say, I agree with Nikki in some ways. I feel like that also in the podcast industry, they don't want me to go up against the New York times, the daily, they can't, they do not want me to to, to go up against this American life. So they put me in the silly, the pop culture, Bravo category, mainly just Bravo, but because they know. They want to keep me away from that top spot. They want to keep me away from Kim Kardashian's crime podcast category. I don't know. Anyway, so sorry, Nikki, that you didn't get nominated. I'm. I. I think you're great. I hope you're okay. And also, the weekend. Remember the weekend. He. He thought the Grammys snubbed him a couple years ago, and he refuses to go to the Grammys now ever again. Which is just wild. Like, it, listen, any contest for any kind of art is always going to be diluted in some way because it's so hard to quantify art. Like, I can tell you that I think art is Seth and Meredith in a bathtub and Real Houses of Salt Lake City. Another person might look at that and say it's complete trash. I would really highly doubt. I mean, I would be worried about that person because it's amazing. But they might. Art is subjective, you guys, one person's treasure is another person's trash and it's so weird when we give awards to these things because there is actual achievement in these categories technically beautiful images beautiful lyrics beautiful uh, melodies uh, you know with movies with TV everything but sometimes it is a popularity contest and I feel like I've known that ever since I was a kid watching these award shows to begin with because you're going to tell me that you re- that somebody's a best actor like you acted better than anybody else that will Smith you acted better than any other actor in this past year the bet like you can't quantify acting you know it's how you move someone and anybody can be moved by something differently so it's very I don't know I always find that very interesting. That, you know, but then people get truly upset about it. So, record of the year, you guys, you have Don't Shut Me Down, ABBA. ABBA actually released an album after all this time uh, this last year. Easy on Me by Adele. Break My Soul by Beyonce. Good Morning Gorgeous by Mary J. Blige. You and Me on the Rock, Brandi Carlisle. Woman, Doja Cat. Bad Habit, Steve Lacey. The Heart Part Five, Kendrick Lamar. About Damn Time, Lizzo. And As It Was. That is for record of the year. Um, and that are that award is like to the artist and to the producers, the recording engineers, the mixers, and the mas- mastering engineers um, on those songs. Now, Album of the Year is awarded to the artist and to the featured artist, the songwriters, the producers, the recording engineers, mixers, and mastering engineers. And that also is ABBA for Album of the Year for Voyage, Adele for the album 30, Bad Bunny for Un Verano Sinti. I hope I said that right. Um, Beyoncé for Renaissance. God, there's so many people that wrote on Beyoncé. Uh, Good Morning Gorgeous, Mary J. Blige. Wow, the Grammys love Mary J. I've got to listen to that album. I haven't not listened to that album, and it's gotten so many award nominations. Uh, In the Silent Days, Brandi Carlisle. I love Brandi Carlisle. Have you guys ever checked her out? I really dig her. Uh, Coldplay, Music of the Spheres. Sorry, I don't know why I laugh when I say Coldplay. Uh, Kendrick Lamar for Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Lizzo for special and Harry Styles for Harry's house. By the way, I got a lot of reaction yesterday when I suggested that the only way Kim Kardashian can get back at Pete Davidson for dating Amrata is to break up Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles and date Harry Styles. If Kim Kardashian can do that, I'll I'll believe that she's immortal. Like, I'll truly believe that she can run the world. Like, I mean, I will I will I would I will give her the presidency. Man, if it was up to me, if she can make that happen, then we know we're dealing with somebody inhuman. But other than that, Kim, you've lost in terms of dating. There was a Daily Mail story, I think yesterday, where she went to Miami. And I'm like, you, you know she must be stressed right now. Just thinking, who will I date? Now, you guys, in bad news, actually. And Denise Richards from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and, of course, a lot of my uh, childhood dreams as a guy when I got to see her nude scene in Wild Things... Um she this is a horrible story actually and uh she was uh, involved in a road rage incident that ended in gunfire I'm not joking here. I wrote on my Instagram cashman in, like Big Pharma because remember when Aaron, her husband, always thought Big Pharma was following them, not realizing that he was married to Denise Richards. And that's probably why, why they were following her because it's like Denise Richards. But he was like, Big Pharma's is following me. And Denise was like, it is Big Pharma. But now I'm like, oh, shit, maybe it is Big Pharma because this sounds insane. And this is my mom taught me this at a very young age. Like I, um, She said, never flip anybody off when you're in a car and she t- this isn't this year last year she t- I remember this when I got my driver's license she said we never flip off Anybody in a car, because you don't know who that other person is in the car, and there's a chance that they'll kill you. <laughs> she really did say that. She told me, like, always don't just behave yourself in a car. But this is wild, you guys. On Monday, she was in a road raid incident. She was headed to a studio to shoot with her husband Aaron in the driver's seat. Uh, TMZ was told Aaron was having a tough time finding the place, and the driver behind them was getting irritated, shouting at them while trying to squeeze in front of them. It is traffic, right? Um, Aaron let the guy pass, but the other driver wasn't done. He shot at the truck, hitting the back end on the driver's side. Fortunately, no one was injured. Denise was unnerved, sobbing as she arrived on set. Someone from production saw the bullet hole on the truck and called 911. It's unclear if cops came or took a report. Uh, Denise powered through the emotions of it all and still worked a 12-hour day. Aaron stayed with her the whole time when she was ready to leave. An off-duty cop who was on set escorted Denise and Aaron back to the freeway where they made their way home. Um, This is awful. This, I mean, just really, truly horrifying. And, you know, it's just, that's just icky. And then also, of course, the second thought is we need Andy and a camera. Whoa, is she – somebody said that on my Instagram. Is she filming? I'm like, well, yeah, she was filming something that day, but she's not filming Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Not to say that she won't come back, but they're not going to start filming until January, right? So she wasn't. So, But, man, that is the kind of thing that you're like, damn – It is weird when you start thinking in Housewives storylines, you know, you've gone too far. You're like, "Ah, I've been watching these shows too much because you're like, oh, that could be her Dorit's break in. And then you're like, this is disgusting. What am I doing? But I wanted to tell you guys that story because that was that just happened this afternoon. Really, really unnerving. Um, Guys, bad news for Mariah Carey. And this is, by the way, Mariah Carey right now, we're in mid-November, and this is when Every year, Mariah Carey makes her yearly nut. You know what I'm saying? Like this is when Mariah makes the most money out of anybody in the world, are these two months because she's kind of the queen of Christmas, right? Because of her song that starts getting played right around this time, or usually right the day after Halloween. A lot of the people will start playing this, uh, this song, and uh All I Want for Christmas is you, right? So she followed she filed For the trademark Queen of Christmas, and she has been blocked from trademarking that, the uh, Trademark Society or the United States Trademark uh, Trial and Appeal Board ruled against Mariah Carey's attempt to trademark Queen of Christmas. It also rejected and denied Carey's concurrent attempts to register the trademarks Princess Christmas and QOC, Queen of Christmas. Um, I think this is wild, and you know, I mean, listen, she'll always be our queen of Christmas. So you don't, and everybody can be a queen of Christmas, right? Mariah Carey. Also, remember, you know, remember when Michael Jackson? We call him the King of Pop now, but remember that was a self given moniker. People always forget that, like it was some award given to him. No, I remember that it was like right around the Dangerous album, and all of a sudden he asked reporters and everybody, they put out in press releases that Michael Jackson is the King of Pop, and you know that wasn't a real like it's it's like the Grammys. It's not a real thing. Like you might think he makes great pop music, but I got to tell you. There's actually not a, a king-queen system in pop music, you know? It doesn't work like, you know, like it does, uh, you know, in The Crown or something like that. So I just thought that was kind of interesting uh, in terms of Christmas. We can still enjoy the show. You guys, in disgusting news, this Casey Anthony, do you remember her? Uh, she was found not guilty of, uh, trigger warning, of murdering her daughter— um years ago in 2011 she was acquitted and i remember this case very well i think a lot of you guys do too uh a lot of you crime junkies this isn't a crime podcast of course i mean people say that every day they think i am committing a crime on here but It's not a crime podcast, but this disturbed me just because this kind of uh, goes into an interview I'm doing next week where I really think there's this weird crossover in the last couple of years, especially where pop culture mixes with like true crime and it becomes pop culture. And I question sometimes if it should be entertainment, if we should be being this entertained by actual death and destruction, you know, like, and not made up stuff like real stuff like this little girl, Kaylee Anthony, um, you know, was murdered. And I thought it was very obvious that her mother did it, allegedly. Right? Is that how I say that? But she was acquitted, and that's how the uh, the jury system works. But now, this is very upsetting. She is doing a three-part docuseries on Peacock, NBC's uh, streaming service that Bravo is proudly a part of. And she is revealing new information now where she is implicating her father, saying that her father is actually the one that killed Kaylee because this Casey Anthony went to take a nap and Kaylee was asleep with her because she was tired during the day. And then supposedly her father must have taken her while she was napping and she didn't wake up because she thinks her father drugged her. And then all of a sudden the father appeared with uh, this little girl dead, had been drowned, and so she's now saying – she's changing her story and saying she's lying. She she did lie, but she, she was lying to cover up for her father. She wasn't lying about murdering her daughter because she didn't murder her daughter, but she's lying because she said her father actually did it. Her father, George, uh, 71 – She's also saying abused her as a child. This is really heavy stuff, you guys. I totally realize that. But I just think it's really dangerous if you look at the facts of this case. And actually, I would love this. I don't know if this I don't know if so bad it's good can go into this territory because I think maybe this would be a fascinating episode or maybe a Patreon episode after I watch this. But I just think it's so unfortunate we're giving this woman money with this new information that uh, just came out of nowhere. And she's going to uh it just it really grossed me out and i think you guys might uh might feel the same way but who knows oh okay to pull us, us out of this weird funk from that last story that i just put myself in we are going to end with a monologue uh by just one of the best actors to do it rafe Fines. um which uh, weirdly enough rafe i saw he when i went to bravo Con, I woke up that that uh, Thursday before, and I had gotten some sleep. And I walked to the Starbucks by my hotel, and I saw Ray Fines just walking on a New York street. And I was like, before any Bravo celebrities, I saw this dude just randomly, and I was like, holy shit! It, just a truly an amazing actor. Um, but Ray Fines was on Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen, which, by the way, congratulations to Andy Cohen. He just signed a new, I believe three-year deal with Sirius XM and they added more programming. I think uh, uh, I mean, Reality Check is still there four days a week, which is amazing. Andy is moving to a daily show and I love his radio show. They've added Tinks for one day. Uh, Michelle Collins, unfortunately, is no longer there but it looks like they're expanding his empire over at Sirius and you know me, I'm a Howard Stern guy, so Sirius is huge and one day I hope to be On Sirius in some form uh, or another. That's why I love when I get to guest on Reality Checked. It's just Amy is the best and Alyssa and Jameson. Just what a good team of people. Which, by the way, Amy Phillips is doing a show in New York in December. I'm going to put the information on my Instagram and she's going to be coming on the pod soon. But anybody that lives in New York, you got to go see her I think it's called cabaremi Cabaret, cabaremi I think that's what it's called, but it's awesome. And Meditza did the artwork for her, oh, sorry, 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 did the artwork for it. Um, okay, so anyways, Ray Fiennes did Lisa Barlow's hot mic moment as a monologue, and I need you guys to hear this. Here we go. Rafe is about to recite a classic Bravo soliloquy originally uttered by the self-proclaimed queen of of the Sundance Film Festival. It is time for Clubhouse Playhouse. Rafe, your entire career has been leading up to this. You will be doing Lisa Barlow's infamous behind-the-door rant about Meredith Marks. Let's dim the lights, and Rafe, you may begin at your ready. Meredith can go <laughs> I'm done with her because I'm not a f***ing whore and I don't cheat on my husband her and her dumb f***ing family that poses why don't you own a house why you can't because your husband changes jobs every five minutes Meredith is a piece of shit. <laughs>
0: I have your back. I'm offended by that. F- you. <laughs> that fing piece of f-
1: garbage war. I fing hate her. She's a whore. She's f-ed <laughs> half of New York. She can go f herself! <laughs> <She can see. laughs> That, now that actually is the best actor of the year. That is, you can quantify that. That And you should have seen Andy's face. He is like just mouth agape. And it, I gotta love, you gotta love classically trained Shakespearean actors, you guys, like he is. They can just make such a meal of the word. You know, it's, oh God, I geek out so hard on that stuff. I also geek out on our guest, you guys. We're only 40 minutes in, it's all good. Remember, there are timestamps. But like I said, he is a real, Reporter for one of my favorite shows of all time, Entertainment Tonight. This guy is the man to go to to hear interviews about Housewives and to see interviews about Housewives, you've got to go follow him on Instagram. I feel like his Instagram doesn't get enough love because he just puts so many good clips of him interviewing every one of He gets access to every one of these ladies and he kills it. And I'm going to... So anyways, this is just a really fun conversation. And I thought it was a great fun conversation to have this Wednesday. And I'll talk to you guys on Thursday with a guest from Winterhouse. And then we're going to end on Friday with something really cool, too. And then we're going to to do it all again next week i think next week's thanksgiving my good god anyway today we have one of my heroes this guy knows how hard i geek out on him because i just have to tell you you guys know my love of entertainment tonight since i was a little kid that was my show at kansas growing up 6 p.m i had to watch and now this man is the chief housewives <laughs> correspondent for Entertainment Tonight, and he is so damn good at his job. Just at BravoCon, I was just like re-watching all of his... Go follow him on Instagram right now if you want behind the scenes dirt. That is the account to get. This account should have two hundred and fifty thousand followers because everything you want to know is on this account. You have to watch every report this man files. I just I'm I, I'm I love him so. Bryce Sanders, welcome
0: to the show again. Thank you so much. Wow, for what a what a setup, what a plug there. Thanks for having me. It's not even a plug, but like I, if you truly geek out, like I, like
1: you need to see your page, and it, it's like <laughs> all there on your Instagram. Let alone, I love that Entertainment Tonight has a chief housewife. Like, like look how far we've
0: come as a population I mean, it's a made up title. It's not my <laughs> true job.
1: No, stop it. That is not a made up title, Bryce. It's I, a title I gave myself like the king of pop like you are yeah (laughs) but I mean you were on here one time before and you talked a little bit about your start but just to give everybody if they you know hadn't listened that many years ago what was your start in terms of journalism and then coming to entertainment tonight
0: yeah so I went to school for journalism decided hard news and local news was not the vibe for me um then I (laughs) Worked at a place called Newsy, hosted videos that were like recapping television shows, which really opened the door into this world. Um, made a pit stop at BuzzFeed, where I wrote pop culture stories before landing at ET seven years ago. Seven years ago, and you survived the pandemic. And
1: you said you didn't, uh, you didn't love hard hitting news. But isn't it funny that now, in the last couple of years, housewives. Have become hard hitting <laughs> news in a way. I will say,
0: I still like that element of it. I don't like the having to knock on someone's door on the worst day of their life, sort <laughs> of like, you know, sort of <laughs> moment that local news brings. But housewives, like anything that is happening in their lives and the public is getting a window into, they've opened the door. They're willing to share. Well, maybe not willing to share, but they're forced to share. Um, So it's a little different territory than, you know, an average everyday person in, like, Omaha who's just gone through some tragic event. Yeah, no. Forced to expose their life to TV.
1: Yeah, it's different than asking Andy, what do we have coming up in terms of And the Yes, yes. It's a little different. Bryce does. I want a full sit-down two-hour interview with Bryce and Andy because he gives the best Andy interviews of people that I've listened to, because, you know, how I geek out on Andy. You really, truly, I think, get more out of Andy than most people do. And I was rewind. I mean, first off, what was your preparation going into BravoCon, which is just, I mean, that is the event in terms of you've got to, you can get a thousand interviews if you want. Well, how do you, do you have yeah. kind of like ro- Rocky for that? Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash sogood to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash sogood tryfirstleaf.com slash good Elevating my style used to mean breaking the bank, but with Quince, I get high-end, versatile pieces at prices I can actually afford. Now I can upgrade my style by snagging killer luxury essentials that sync with my vibe and my wallet. You guys know I've got a blue linen blazer. Now I have a black leather jacket and I have my eye on this Italian suede trucker jacket. I think that's going to be my next purchase. So Quince creates timeless essentials that never go out of style. You're going to have them in your closet forever. Quince has all the must-haves like Mongolian cashmere crew neck sweaters from $50, iconic 100% leather jackets and versatile flow knit activewear. With all Quince items, everything is priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. How do you not love that? So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping and 365 day returns on your order. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash The women were isolated for weeks, berated, operated on, and then were ranked by a panel of judges. Unsurprisingly, it all led to trauma for the contestants and terrible reviews. Follow The Big Flop on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus.
0: The kind of, I guess, in a journalistic sense, kind of, yeah, it was something like a hundred some odd interviews in a weekend. Um, and I started the weekend and ended the weekend with Andy, so we got like Andy twice one on one, which was cool because it was set up for the weekend. Then let's talk about everything that came out this weekend or didn't come out this weekend. Um, but I had like a 12 page research document. I shout out to Bravo and the PR team yeah. there, they really had everything organized to a T. Like we knew what order people were coming back in that press room, who they were going to be talking to, who they were walking with, um, the hours in which they were likely to appear there. So everything was so organized, which really helped with the preparation of like, okay, I know how much time I'll have with these people, et cetera, et cetera.
1: How much of is it, uh, of your job is, with all that per- preparation still thinking on the fly of of taking what
0: happens and then like, oh, this opens up this door now? It's probably a 70-30, like you need to be 70% there, have an idea of, you know, what's going to be news, but then you have to have that 30% of, oh, they just made an announcement we didn't know was going to happen right before you walked back here. Or your co-star just told me this thing that you need to respond to now and navigating that (laughs) sort of. um, Was there any
1: bad news you had to deliver to a housewife of somebody saying something bad? I mean, I remember you asked Vicky about, Ashley Darby saying that she was the rudest housewife she had encountered. <laughs> yes. um, but like, was there anything that you had to deliver like that you were like, Oh, this is going to be
0: a whammy. I don't not at BravoCon. It <laughs> happened when it, I interviewed it, it, Whitney and Heather on the same day ahead oh uh, of the Salt Lake city premiere um, because Whitney like was essentially kind of scorched earth on Heather. It seemed like, this friendship is over. And that seemed to be news to Heather, which then I broke to Heather, um, which was very uncomfortable, but part of the gig. At BravoCon, it was so celebratory and everyone was so excited to be there. The tougher interviews were like the whole New Jersey cast situation. Um, and like I had to ask Joe uh, Gorga about Teresa. And then and when I talked to Teresa, i just say, Joe said this thing, um, which Joe, I think kind <laughs> of sarcastically said that whatever Teresa wants goes moving forward. And I told Teresa that, and she took that as very genuine and said she loved that that was his oh. point <laughs> Which tracked for, you know, yeah, yeah it's definitely. Teresa's world. Yes. Um, so like, th- there wasn't any like, I didn't make anybody cry. Uh, a <laughs> moment's at BravoCon. <laughs>
1: Um, uh, was there one thing like, cause I, I got to, uh, I got to meet, uh, uh, Kathy Hilton, um, and, uh, like at a direct TV party the like the night before. And I, 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 I pushed out on asking a question that I wanted to ask. Is there a lot of those moments in doing what you do of stepping up to that precipice and then walking it back? Cause you're looking directly in their face and going, I don't know if I can ask about Lisa Rinna and if she's lying in the Sprinter van.
0: To an extent, you have to remember these are human beings, and they're not just like there to ant, like get yeah, yeah, battered yeah. down with questions. <laughs> so it's finding the way in that makes sense to ask those questions. Like one, one, you should ask the hard questions, but the human component is figuring out a human way to ask those questions. So I didn't shy away from asking anybody anything. There's like I don't think people understand that red carpets are so chaotic, and that you do not have. The, like unlimited time with these people There's really yeah. you ask it. Your it's not like question. Frost
1: it's not Frost Nixon
0: no. You're not doing three hour in depth Interviews like you're standing There and often on your Second question so like Maybe 30 45 seconds into talking to them Somebody's tapping you on the back <laughs> being like Wrap it yeah. up wrap it up and then You're playing this game of how long can I get Away <laughs> with asking <laughs> questions before this Publicist really you know like Rips me out rips the talent out I mean, it seems like such a delicate balance, but I think you handle it so
1: well and you are so, you seem like such a nice person that I think that's why you can <laughs> ask like, no, but that's why I, I you fooled get, everyone. Yeah. You fooled everyone because I think that's why you can get in really good questions because you have a very trusting face and you are very kind. It seems so not that you're not like that in real life. I wanted to talk about like how big of a fan are you still of these shows as you have to do this for your job, uh, it gives you a different perspective on things. I mean, are you still excited to sit down and watch Salt
0: Lake tonight? Are you still
1: like, how how do you feel right now?
0: Yeah, I'm still excited. It's kind of a chicken or the egg sort of thing at this point of like, was I a fan before this? (laughs) Or like, you know, but I still enjoy it. Like I haven't been turned off by it. Um, And like, I- I get access to the episodes early, but I often don't watch them until they air on TV because I kind of like to be That's in the moment that. with everybody. So I really only watch them ahead of time if I'm going to talk to somebody and I need to know the context of that week's episode or something. Now, I talked to you a long time ago when I think it was
1: two, gosh, it, it's, it's either two Beverly Hills seasons ago when they were on the Zoom reunion or last <laughs> season. I mean, and I it think seems- it must have been last season. But it, but it seems like it's not slowed down in terms of intensity and in terms of just like it got huge ratings. So you got to speak with Lisa Renna, Kathy and Erica, who all of a sudden the whole plot line geared and shifted towards for the very end of the season is there a you know a personal feeling you got from speaking to each one of these ladies where the truth lies because lisa Rinna and even brandy glanville you guys she you have this clip with brandy glanville which (laughs) i thought i really think is very telling you ask like who do you believe and brandy goes well Rinna's not a liar but we never heard what Rinna still has never told us what she said. And no. I thought that was such an interesting quote. Where do you stand on this? And are you allowed um, to take a stand or opinion? Um yeah,
0: I think I can take to, to, <laughs> to, to a to a certain point. Yeah. I I think Rinna's telling the truth for the most part. I don't agree with the way she- navigating the aftermath which I think is the bigger issue because Kathy in the moment at Kyle's house when they were there didn't really deny anything Rinna brought up in that yeah. moment. um so I think maybe and as like you know stories get retold they get embellished they grow lore is bigger so like the more Rinna's <laughs> talked about this or been asked about it Her memory maybe is focusing on these moments that have just grown. Um, So I think Kathy had a full meltdown, but was it right of Rinna to go about taking advantage of that and turning it into this whole thing? That's more so the question than whether it happened. Yeah, I mean,
1: I think that it it, it really is weird because Rinna has now turned it into a whole like production number and we still don't have footage of the actual production itself. So the fact that she's now like, you know, building off of this and the season's over, I
0: get interest. It's interesting. That's a question I wish I had been able to ask Rina was why wouldn't you, why were you live texting what was happening instead of hitting record on your phone? If it was such Uh,
1: exact thing. Well, Bryce, uh, uh, Faces by Bravo told me, and I thought this is the only thing that made sense. Imagine like, cause I've stared into Kathy Hilton's eyes and like, <laughs> it, it like, like I would me. I was like, I couldn't. Like, imagine Kathy in a Sprinter van with you and she's staring directly at Rinna screaming these things. She would notice if Rinna then went for her phone. And I was like, that kind of makes sense. Like, Kathy would be, I was trying to, but make if she sense was, but
0: me. if she was on the phone already, live texting everything that's that true. was happening, I there's that's the <laughs> piece to me. Like, I fully believe that there's no footage <laughs> of this because it's not summer house, it's not winter house. There aren't cameras just in Kyle's home. Yeah. Um, and the sprinter van, I think production had wrapped. They had a producer with them who seemingly stayed at the club with the girls. Cause that's where that footage of them like driving in the van was, uh, but yeah, I don't. And who that, knows, produ- probably, that producer, I bet that
1: producer got a stern talking to after the end of the Or this maybe season. not
0: knows what rules there are, or the, maybe the producer had been, had gone for the night. It's yeah. There's a lot of that sort of making of the sausage that we'll never have full insight into Do you
1: like to know, I mean, because you're privy to things that we aren't about the making of the sausage, Uh, does it ruin things for you sometimes? Or Because I feel like people like you, or even now, sometimes me in certain situations, I know certain information that I wish I didn't know because (laughs) it ruins the narrative of sometimes the show. How much of that does that play in
0: for you? It doesn't, for me, to me, it gives me perspective and that I'm, I think maybe that's also what contributes to being able to treat all these people like humans when the full audience sees them as less than (laughs) is this is a, a group of women who would not be spending this level of time together and often no time together. um, If it were not for the confines of this show and the kind of produced reality that goes into these shows. And so I'm able to pull back and kind of one acknowledge what everybody brings to the table and the value they bring to the cast um and two see the kind of gray area wiggle room of some maybe ethical moral choices that are made um that are that are i think the audience very much likes a hero villain black and white level of storytelling yeah um but that's not real life Uh, I I
1: was able to speak to crystal recently and I mean, she said, I, I, I it's so funny what your point of we treat them sometimes less than human because it's like a WWE wrestling match. And I said, crystal, can you get in the room with these ladies again for another season? She's like, Oh yeah. I mean, we can totally get in the room. Like we, you know, we talk and all. she seemed like, yeah, we can totally do it. And I was like, how could you possibly get in the room after this season? I mean, this would be, and she was like, no, I mean, we, we, we
0: text and we talk and, and I was like, interesting. Well, yeah, that's the whole thing is the reality we're presented on the shows isn't often or always the reality that the women experienced themselves.
1: But it, but I don't want to say it's fake because it's not fake. No, it's but just it's, different. they're having yeah.
0: to distill things down into a narrative format and present us with as much information as we need to get the story they want to tell whether that is the the full story is always the question um you did a, a interview recently
1: with Paige and Sierra about Winterhouse which I loved because I was so proud of Sierra for answering your question about Austin <laughs> and she answered it in the way that I wanted her to answer where she was like you'll see after winter house it is done
0: we are no longer a thing i mean and it seemed really definitive she said they're not even she doesn't even consider him a friend which Love to it. me was yes. the big thing yeah that was so huge
1: i was like i was sitting there watching your clips and i was just smiling ear to ear i was like <laughs> we got the answer that i wanted um do you, have you watched the season of winter house i have yeah what do we think of Corey, the new guy with the pearl necklace? What do we think of his his games on
0: trying to get crypto, Lindsay? <laughs> well, crypto, Lindsay, I have so many questions about this. <laughs> like, just her her getting casted is fascinating to me. Jason slid in your DMs, and you wound up on a reality show. That's <laughs> that story isn't um, that that hope for so many Bravo fans out there, right? <laughs> um, Corey, what's interesting is like Corey was originally tested for Southern Charm, um, turned down the opportunity to do Southern Charm because he thought he was going to be on Big Brother. Then the Big Brother opportunity fell through, and then he wasn't on Southern Charm. So he's been like in Craig's universe for a long time, and so I think that's why he it's working the way like he just fits in, he feels the right vibe of that show. You um, I know, I, I the game. Or non-game, or reverse game, <laughs> he's playing with Jessica Crypto Lindsay, and, and it's working. It's that's working. Been to me the most interesting thing to watch this whole season is like, oh, what a masterclass in manipulation. And then Kyle Cook, I think I forgot where he said. Maybe it was Watch What Happens Live. He was
1: I- like. Dude, that's old. Like, of course, we all know that way to do it. That's old news. I
0: was like, "Mm, this seems like we're being presented as if it's not common and it's new information. (laughs) You. You've had the uh,
1: pleasure, I guess, or opportunity of interviewing Craig Conover at <laughs> multiple times in his career. Yeah, Have you noticed a difference uh, just in how he ha- tr- handles himself? Because in Winterhouse, we're seeing a very, you know, paying $500 for the main room. He doesn't want to clean things. When you interview him, do you see a different guy? Do you agree that he is the
0: number one, number one celebrity on Bravo right now? I know that Craig is the nicest Bravo celebrity in my experience, like just the kindest person. Um and I do believe he tests very well, which is what he's what he's like referring to as this yeah, Q yeah. score thing, which yes. is like audience testing they do at the end of every season to see how viewers feel about these people. Um I don't know that any, I think Andy Cohen's the number one guy on Bravo. <laughs> That's, that should just be established. Fact. And then after that, it's Jax, of course, uh, <laughs> even though he's not on Bravo anymore. Um, but Craig, to me, the evolution I've seen is he's just like becoming a mature person who's confident in himself. I don't think there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of imposter syndrome and not, and lack of confidence in the early years of Southern Charm. And now maybe we're just seeing a fully formed version of this person. But at the same time,
1: I loved uh Paige, Paige really does crack me up. Paige saying, Well, he doesn't like to dry off in the shower, so there's just big <laughs> wet spots
0: everywhere. Which I that okay, this was one that I, I brought a soundbite to Craig and I said, you know, Paige said the thing she learned about you is that you walk around after your shower and just drip water everywhere. And he was so offended and was like, This is not true. What a what an insane <laughs> lie to bring up. This is character defamation. And like, Austin was having his back. He's like, yeah, no, he doesn't do that. And I said to him, I, in the moment, I was like, you know what? I kind of believe you because if you did this, wouldn't Austin have seen your penis by now? <laughs> that's why That's
1: why you are the Chief Housewives of <laughs> course. That is, that is quick thinking on your feet. Um, uh, is there any, uh, is there one interview that you, I mean, everybody talks to you, right? Is there anybody that said at BravoCon, I'm not talking to Bryce Sandra? No way. Like,
0: uh, Lisa Rinna was a question of if she was going to come over yeah. or not. Uh, that was a whole thing. But she did, uh, but and you the, got it. She did, you even, yeah.
1: You even mentioned the booing at the BravoCon panel, which did you watch the BravoCon? Were you there for the great stampede of 20? No.
0: So I was in a press room in a window for most of the weekend. Like, I didn't really experience the convention the way people who attended did um so I didn't see it I saw the clips and so that's why we were able to ask about it but yeah that was one where she walked over and she was like oh one of the many I've blocked which I've now she made good on her word and unblocked me right after that um so but that was the only person who it was like a question of is she gonna talk to us uh, now, uh, Andy, during his one of his panels, asked Andy he had made some interesting
1: remarks that people are still deciphering about the future of Jen Shaw on Bravo. Uh, we're of course knee deep in the season, and we are yet to have been. We know that she changes her plea, so it really gives an interesting perspective watching the show right now. Would you or are you planning on getting an interview with Jen Shaw before the end of the season?
0: It's my Christmas wish. <laughs> There's a. I don't Working to make it happen. Working to make it happen. I don't. I don't know if it will happen, but I have. I would love to sit down with her and hear what she has to say about everything that happened, because it seems like it'll be a question mark if she'll be at the reunion or if she is at the reunion and kind of what capacity or version of herself will be there. Uh, Yeah, made Andy made it sound
1: like. She, it felt like she wasn't, but then it felt like he wanted to do a sit down
0: with her, like yeah, he with the, the reading in between the lines is like she probably won't be at the reunion, but they will try and do a one on one with her, which I think would actually be better because I would rather just get her alone and get her with questions that are direct versus having a conversation around her. Because had the conversation that's around her, everybody said their p- kind of piece on why they feel so, the ways they feel about Jen. And we haven't heard from her. Yeah, I mean You always, uh, that's why I say you inspire me because you always get me thinking of like, what
1: would be the question to ingratiate uh, themselves to me? And then what would be the way you would ask a hard question in a nice way? Is there an overall question as just even a viewer of the show that you would want to know to Jen and like, or, or would, you know, how do you present a tough question to somebody that is going through such a, like really
0: difficult period of their life yeah I think with that one you would just need to be direct and ask the questions that are there there's very there's a lot of obvious questions the number one being what happened to make you change yeah the plate? like was there one thing that informed your decision to switch from not guilty to guilty uh, um so uh, who knows if we'll ever get that question if we'll ever get that answer but I think with something like that it's better to just and ask the obvious that it is to try and like massage yeah. around the issue um Vanderpump rules season 10. We know it is finished filming Schwartz
1: and Sandys has now, if you guys feel that breeze in the air in Los Angeles, it means Schwartz and Sandys has just opened. Um, <laughs> we don't know when the premiere date, but I imagine we're getting the trailer fairly soon. Are you already looking to head to when, you know, like, like do you already set up pre-interviews with these people? Are you, I mean, you guys, by the way, you had a great question with uh, Schwartz at Bravo Con because Katie had given him a plant <laughs> yeah. or a plant. And they said it was, you were like, was this a, a farewell plan after the divorce. Like, he, no, no, it was a birthday. It was a yeah, birthday he, plan. Well, he
0: posted it like, thanks so much. Music Kills Kate on the day they confirmed that their divorce <laughs> yeah. had been finalized. So I was like, is a parting gift? I guess it was a 40th birthday present. <laughs> happy, happy 12th anniversary. Here's yeah. a plan. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't have any information on Vanderpump rules yet. So the, the interviews kind of come into play as soon as the trailer is announced. That's when that conversation starts. Um, but I'm very interested to get eyes on this trailer to kind of see where there's so much we've heard so much about what happened, but I want to see what actually happened. Well, I don't know if you can
1: cover this for entertainment tonight because I don't think it's necessarily news, but uh, (laughs) if you are aware of the Bravo sphere, do you realize not just Rinna is unblocking people? Jax, who's no longer on the show, is finally unblocking people. And he is trying to make me a culpas to everybody. So it it could, I mean, this could be a fascinating just documentary of Jax's true redemption tour finally (laughs) off of the show. Um, uh, Also, you had asked Andy about Real Housewives of Dubai. You couldn't nail him down on a second season, but I thought it was interesting information that he gave us that Caroline Stanberry and Ion actually could be a power duo down the line.
0: Yeah, and I fully think a second season of that show is happening. I think they're working out the changes they want to make to it because there were a lot of things with season one that it was just like, like there weren't enough group scenes. We were never in these women's houses. It was always like an odd two people out for lunch, kind of like that was the whole season. Um, so I think they're trying to figure out how to kind of up the entertainment factor i guess well
1: no and also the ladies all being together like i was talking to i think it was heather mcdonald last week and she says i just like the scenes when they're all in the same room i like i just want which i think is
0: that's the truth of all the housewife shows we just want to see these women together and having discussions and disagreements and agreements with each other but yeah i would it's interesting because when I did press for the beginning of the Dubai season, I told Stanberry, I think you and Ion could be one of the most iconic dynamic duos in Bravo history if you gave each other a chance. And she looked at me like I had just, <laughs> you know, killed her child or something. Like She <laughs> was like, never going to happen. So now that that might happen, I'm excited by that and what it kind of means for the shifting dynamics of the group. Because if Lisa and Stanberry are still at odds, and Ayan and Brooks are still at odds, and all all of those kind of chess pieces. What? How do all the relationships shift with that shift? That's the kind of fascinating thing As uh, as silly as we can laugh at these shows.
1: Sometimes I do find it really fascinating to think about the shifts and the survivor tone that some of these shows have with the team ups and who's on whose side. I think it truly is interesting to speculate on, which I'm scared one day there'll be actually a betting pool about in (laughs) Vegas. Um, Do we ship Ashley and Luke as we start winding down?
0: Very much so. And on the betting note, somebody keeps emailing me every week, like a, a rundown of the power rankings of the Real Housewives of Potomac cast. I get a, a press blast every Monday and I don't understand. Is it from, Car- is it from Karen Huger? Is she sending out yeah. the blast? <laughs> yeah. It's from Sharice Jackson Jordan. <laughs> yeah. No, um, But I just, so people do bet on this stuff, I guess. Uh, I am into Luke and Ashley. I believe Luke is older than Ashley, which is weird for me to process in my mind. Cause she seems because she's like, she's got two kids. Like she yeah. should be older than him. Um, but they have they both have this very like cool Zen energy. So it does make sense that they would find common ground and an interest in each other. And I well, surprised. They're all people. Yeah, yeah. I was like, wait a sec.
1: <laughs> the common ground is that they're hot. Like I But was it's like, like <laughs> I'm
0: saying it can go beyond just a physical lust attraction. It's like there might be some a there there for them.
1: Well, and I think I root for like, like Austin like came and threw wreckage into Summer House, but I, (laughs) Luke, you know, we saw him like not read social cues on an episode of Winter House and he was massaging, you know, and I thought that was a very, and I loved how he handled it. I loved how Jess explained it. I thought that was actually in the midst of a very silly drunken show, kind of this interesting little like tidbit argument, but I want a win for Luke. I think Luke's ready to try to learn how to, make women feel not feel very comfortable
0: right it's been interesting like a man who should have all the game in the world yeah has no game and really (laughs) struggles to connect with people and then gets confused why they're not interested in him it's because he seems to jump into this like full full throttle how how you would act three months into a relationship is how he like starts flirting (laughs) with somebody well, you know, and you know who is actually even worse than that is Jason from Winter
1: House. Jason from Winter House, good looking dude, nice dude, cooks for the whole house. And he's another one that can't seem too like, But do you blame Luke? I was comparing the first season of Winter House, the first episode we end with, I think it was Austin and somebody else in the jacuzzi with Sierra and they were like, grab, like the last shot is a buttocks in of grabbing buttocks. So I'm like, Luke sees this stuff and he's like, why can't I make out with somebody in the jacuzzi in the first episode?
0: Right. It's yeah. There's, there's different rules for different players in the game. Of- <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. I just have a, um, Erica Jane, uh, there's a lot of legal information that's going to be happening for the next 10, 20 years, I feel. Yeah. You know, there was just a new something yesterday. When you spoke to her at BravoCon, was there anything that she revealed or anything that you found interesting about her behavior?
0: She said the light at the end of the tunnel is brighter than it's ever been when it comes to her legal situation. You know, she keeps getting cleared in some of these civil matters. And they're, all, yeah. they're actually they're all civil. There's no. That's the thing about the Erica situation. Yes, there is no criminal, no criminal, investigation criminal charges. Yes. And I fully, I have maintained since this kind of, since her life imploded, she walked into a lifestyle and never questioned how it existed. So I truly don't think she knew any of this stuff. I also understand most of her points she's made. It's kind of the Rina situation where it's like, you might be right, but your delivery is very wrong. But you um, know how,
1: you know, doing what you do, how important delivery is. And that's yeah. why, Do I mean, like, would you recommend, like, I mean, I guess it's them being them, but them being them makes people root
0: against them. Yeah, I think she just needs to. Back, She's very defensive of herself, which I understand if you're under attack, it's going to be your natural instinct to be defensive. But to say, you know, when Andy's like, so you're fighting for the earrings, add yeah. the explanation of I'm doing that because if that earrings are like proven to be part of this case, and that implicates me in the case. So I'm trying to protect myself because yes. I had nothing to do with that. She needs to provide the context for her Points and then people, I think, would give her a little more grace. The issue is she says yes or no and doesn't provide the context she's, for a lot of we're, her stuff.
1: We're we're on appeal for legal reasons. We're on appeal, and she kept saying that. And I'm like, Andy, ask the follow up question of what does that mean? Because right, at home which we just she, think would,
0: she's... she would just keep repeating it, which I think is more. That's also the complication of lawyers have gotten involved, have told her the box she is what she can play in and the line she has to stay within. And so I think there's a lot of that, too, of she fears saying too much because then that can be used in court against her. Finally, uh, in
1: 2023, Bryce, what do we have to look forward to? Uh, Vanderpump Rules,
0: what else is coming up that we get to look forward to down the line? We have a season of New Jersey, which is said to be like one of the best New Jersey seasons of all time. Which means it's the worst for them. Right. Family, yeah. Yes. Uh, but apparently that was interesting to me at Khan is most of the women said it is not a Teresa versus Melissa season. All that comes up in the final act of the season. So there's some other major drama playing out before we get into that stuff. We've got OC with Tamra Judge. And Taylor. Know. And Taylor Armstrong, I'm interested to see how Taylor navigates that group. I'm excited to see Tamra back in action. She invented the Housewives game as we know it. It does not get the credit she deserves for creating the genre. Because before she joined, people were not. It was just like watching women individually. She created this group dynamic that we know Housewives for. We'll have our new New York cast and hopefully news on the Legacy show soon. I I, very mixed reactions to the New York Casting, I think people need to, let's wait and see what they deliver before we judge them. But see, that's why I think we're bad. That's one of our weaknesses as a Bravo audience is
1: that we do seem to judge things now so quickly. We have not watched one piece of footage.
0: We just got a cast announcement and we started tearing at it immediately. And I think it's actually, it looks representative of New York. They seem to know each other and they all seem to be pr- big personalities. So take it as if it's a new show and not replacing your old favorite show. Um, I don't know. There's so much. Girl, you Look, got a
1: girl, girl's trip season three.
0: We've with... got, which looks like the Leah McSweeney redemption tour. I'm excited for her to have that. With elephant um, dung. Yeah. Uh-huh. Elephant dung, which she told me there was a mud fight. There was not elephant poo fighting. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, We've got that. We've got Beverly Hills will go back into production. Do not believe all the stuff of like being put on pause and all that. They're just taking, we have gotten so used to them going right back into filming they're kind of returning to their old way of production where they're taking a break for the holidays and picking up in the new. Year. Also, so.
1: I think very smart just to give people time to decompress because I heard that Diana actually does want to come back for a second season. Who knows if that's true, which I was like, wow, but maybe you do need a little bit, a couple months to decompress. And would you make any cast changes to Beverly Hills?
0: So I kind of want to see this group one, one more time. I think there's, stuff to still figure out between them. I do think they'll shift it around a little bit. I don't know that Diana will come back. Um, We'll see. It would be interesting to see her in a second season now knowing she had like no concept of what she had signed herself up for, it seems. So no, I think she I think
1: she thought the show would be great. And I think she enjoyed doing the show. I don't think she had a concept of the audience.
0: Yes, uh, I think she enjoyed filming the. I think the it going out in the world was different for her and she's, you know, sending cease and desists and suing a bunch of people for, I love you, Diana. Don't I love you. I, I love you, Diana. <laughs> um, So that would be interesting. Atlanta's back in production and, yeah, Drew. I oh, mean, she's really trying to get Portia to at least pop <laughs> in for some appearances. We'll get. Yeah, Portia you even said trip, you though. said
1: Drew hashtag forgiveness with uh, Sheree, or she said hashtag something. Oh uh, yeah, you like, interviewed. Her. Yeah,
0: Drew and Sheree seem like they're in a good spot. It was like it's very much Marlo and Sonya are now like a, and they're like everybody's not gelling with them. So I think there's good dynamics at play there.
1: There, yeah, there's roof. So so the state of Bravo is very strong for 2023. Uh, so we have so much to look forward to. Uh, and, and I'm telling you guys. Entertainment Tonight is a cultural staple. It just really is, and it continues to be. But I'm telling you, this man, his Instagram account. I hate why they, when the kids say fire, but it's fire. Uh, <laughs> what's coming up for you besides Entertainment Tonight? Would you ever do a book? Would you ever? Uh, what like are are there personal goals work wise that
0: you have for oh, the new year? No. Okay, we'll we'll ride the momentum that like the pandemic was weirdly really great for what I do because I had way more access to people than ever before. Um, So just more interviews. I don't have the time or the mental bandwidth to take on any other projects right now. Well, that is not the answer
1: that I thought I would. And I'm glad you're not pushing tummy tea. You're not doing anything. You're just. Okay. Well, I'm telling you guys, this is the guy to follow on Instagram. I eat his stuff up. Like, I mean, like I am such a fan of this dude that I am sometimes more of a fan of him than the people that he talks to on Bravo, (laughs) which says a lot. Uh, So thank you for your service, Bryce. Thank you for coming back. And I just think you're a true treasure in this Bravo world. And I can't wait to see what else you do next.
0: Well, thank you for having me. Betches.